Welcome to the Urban Church Podcast. If you would like more information about Urban, please visit our website at lifeaturban.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the message. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter 14. And we'll have it on the screens as well. I'm going to read to you five different passages of Scripture this morning. And the first three I'm going to actually read out of the American Standard Version, because I like the way it's worded. And then the last two I'll read out of the English Standard Version. In John chapter 14, verse 26, and we're continuing our series on the comforter today. That's the videos with people getting comforters thrown over them. So that might not make sense to you yet, but it will uh, by the end of this service. John 14, 26 says this, But the comforter, it's a capital C, even the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you, but the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. John fifteen twenty six. When the Comforter is come, whom I will send, and this is Jesus talking, unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall bear witness of me. John 16, verse 7. John 16, 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient or to your advantage for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I go, I will send him unto you. Last week we started a, a series on the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And we just opened it up this week or today. We're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit comforts us in our time of fear. Has anybody walked through a fearful time before? Okay, maybe you're walking through one now. Okay. Turn to the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to read you a portion of Scripture out of here, and then back to the New Testament we'll pray and, and conclude. 2 Kings chapter 6, I'm going to start in verse 11. And this is a story about how the, uh, Syria wanted to attack the Israelites. And uh, Syria tried this several times, but every time they tried to attack the Israelites, they, they came up empty. It didn't work. And so uh, it's... in. The king of Assyria says this, it's almost as if the Israelites know exactly what I'm going to do. And, uh, and then all the prophets you know, of, uh, that, that come from Assyria come to him and say, well, actually, they do know what you're going to do because there's a prophet named Elijah in Israel, and everything that you whisper in your bedroom, God tells him. Okay, this is what the Bible says. And so the king, of Syria, the king of Assyria is like, what in the world? Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, well, go find Elisha. Bring him back to me. I want to kill him. Okay, so we're going to pick it up. 2 Kings 6, verse 11. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. Because of what thing? The fact that Israel knew everything he was going to do. And he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king, but Elisha of Israel, the words that you speak in your bedroom, and he said, go, uh, excuse me, king of Israel, tells the king of Israel the words which you speak in your bedroom. And the king said, go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. It was told him, behold, he is in Dothan. So he sent their horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning, and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? In other words, the guy was peeing in his pants, all right? Okay? I don't know if they wore pants back then, but whatever he was wearing. Okay. Alas, I'm freaked out. 
Verse 16. He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Wow. Pretty powerful. Okay, turn to the New Testament. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy 1. Verse 7, for God has gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind or self control. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we pray that your word is alive, it's living, it's active. God, I pray that this morning as we look into your word, that God, you would teach us from your word. God, I pray for any of those that might be walking through, through fear right now, maybe through a fearful situation or circumstance, that Holy Spirit, you would come and you would comfort them like only you can in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Last week started the series on the Comforter. John 14 and John 15 tell us who the Comforter is. Who is the Comforter? He's the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now other translations in those verses I, I, I read, they might use advocate or helper. When the advocate or the helper comes, which I'm going to send. Okay? But the, uh, the, the, the word that's most widely used is the word comforter. It's the word that Jesus chose to use when he was talking to his disciples. He just told his disciples, hey guys, I'm going to leave here. I'm not going to be with you anymore. I'm going to leave, but I'm going to send you. And the word he used was another comforter. I'm going to send you a comforter. The actual word is, is paraclete. I'm going to send you a paraclete or a comforter. Why did he use the word comforter? I believe it's because Jesus knew that the disciples were going to walk through some pretty intense situations. That they were going to walk through some stuff that they might not be able to handle on their own. They were going to walk through some fearful moments, some moments that might cause anxiety. Okay? And Jesus was saying this, although you're going to walk through those situations and those circumstances, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's the third person of the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ. He was involved in creation. We see him right there in Genesis chapter 1. We read about it last week. There was God creating the heavens and the earth. And the Bible says, and the earth was without form. It was void of substance. But the Spirit was hovering over that. He was involved in creation. He was involved in the plan of redemption. He's involved in the salvation process of our lives. He is the third person of the Godhead. Comforter, that word in the original text is paraclete, and it means this, and I believe we have it up there. It means this, summoned, called to one's side, especially called to one's aid. One who pleads another's cause before a judge, a pleader, counselor for defense, legal assistant, an advocate, one who pleads another's cause with one. An intercessor, in the widest sense, a helper, an aider, or and assistant. How many of you guys have found yourself in a time where you could use some help? Okay, whether it's on a, on a test, whether it's on a, a project at work, whether it's in a relationship with somebody, with your mom, with your dad, husband, wife. Okay? There's times when I know when I need a, a helper, I need an assistant, I need someone that I can just go to and say, look, I don't know how to walk through this circumstance, this situation. Who is it? That's the Holy Spirit. He is the paraclete. He is the one 
that comforts us. One of those areas that he comforts you and I is, is, is in fear. Okay? Last week we talked about how, how he comforts us. Okay? How does he comfort us? He comes and he covers us. We had this example last week of, of a comforter. Okay? I stole my daughter's comforter once again. And, and, you know, we're walking through a situation or a circumstance, and sometimes words aren't enough, okay? I, I don't just need to know the plan or uh, see the plan. I need to, someone to hold my hand and walk me through the plan, okay? And, and so we talked about this, and how does the Holy Spirit, He comes and He covers you, okay? Just like on, on, on the slide, I know what's going to help you, what? And that helps, totally, a lot. And he comes and he, and he comforts you in your time of need. One of, those, one of those ways I believe he comes is when we're walking through fear. Okay? Now, there's a lot of things that might create fear in your life. Anxiety, doubt, okay? uncertainty. And all these things that create fear in your life. Fear about the future. Fear about future plans. How is this thing going to work out? I don't, I don't see it working out. I don't see how it's going to happen. Or Am I ever going to get married? Nobody? Okay. Because if you did, we could match you up right now. Let's try this again. Am I ever going to get married? Anybody want to get married? <laughs> Single people looking around. And there's, so there's, there's things that create fear in our life. Why do we find ourselves in fear? This is what I believe. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this. That we walk by faith, not by sight. The greatest thing that creates fear in our life is, is not just something you hear, although I know spooky sounds can scare you, okay? But it's what we see with our, our natural eyes. It's what we see or sometimes what we don't see that create fear, okay? So we might see something. We might look at our bank account and think, wow, how am I going to pay for that? And all of a sudden, fear, okay? You know, you, you, you see, and all of a sudden it creates this fear, but the Bible says this, look, we're not supposed to walk according to our natural eyesight. We're supposed to walk according to faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. When you walk only by your natural eyesight, man, there are all sorts of obstacles that can get in your way, okay? There are all sorts of things that could happen, okay? This morning we got a phone call. Half our band was sick, okay? Now, if you're here for the first time, you wouldn't know that, okay? Half our band's sick. Now, if I was walking with natural eyes, I could have freaked out. Like, what are we going to do? This isn't going to work. Oh, my gosh. Like, there's no other musicians in the whole entire city of San Diego, right? <laughs> and so just, you know, it's like, you know, I let Amanda freak out, and I just picked up my phone and made some phone calls and begged some people. You know, hey, look, I'll take you out to lunch, or I just come, come play. Yeah. Things can happen and create fear in your life, all right? But it's usually what you see. It's not what you hear, because it, it can be, but here's the thing. What you hear can create faith. The Bible says in Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, okay? So in some instances, we need to stop looking and we need to start listening. Are you with me? We need to stop looking at everything that's out there and fears in our life like, man, and we need to get into this and listen to what this is telling us and listen to what this is saying to us. And as we hear the Word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I'm telling you time and time again, man, if I would just get my, I, I've done it before, like I'll look at the, man, how in the world are we going to start a church, and man, how are we going to pay for the school next month, and how are we going to, I let Katie do all that, all right? I said, babe, you don't talk about it. Actually, I'll tell her this, babe, I don't want to hear all those things, all right? You deal with that. And then I go in my room, and I start reading the Word. I'm like, <laughs> 
Okay, God, you said start a church. Provide the money, you know. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now let me ask you this. If you're like my daughters, okay, there's something you do when you get afraid. Okay, Halloween's coming up and all the Halloween stores are popping up everywhere, right? And, uh, and, my, and they're usually next to other market stores. And so my, my, my daughters cannot handle seeing some of that stuff. It freaks them out, okay? And so sure enough, we went to Target last week, and there's the one up over on Rosencrantz by Target, and we get out, and also we're walking by, and all of a sudden my daughter's like, ah! And she quickly jumps behind me and hides behind me, hides her eyes, right? And, she, and I was like, what's the matter, baby? And she's like, and I look, and there's the Halloween store, okay? Walking through Target, and you walk through that section where there's like little stuff, and she like freaks out. What's the first thing she does? She jumps behind us, and she hides her eyes, Okay? It's no different, now if you were honest, it's no different than you at night when you're trying to go to sleep okay, and you think you see a shadow, what's the first thing you do? Come on, be honest, you know that's what you do. Okay, and I know there's probably some brave people that are like, oh I get up and I flip on the light, you know. And why are you flipping on the light, you scared? <laughs> Nobody just lays there and is like, oh I'm just going to ignore it and go back to sleep. Nobody does that. The immediate response is usually like, oh, man, ah! Come on. Is that not right? Okay, and then if you get brave, then you just kind of, you kind of start to do this right here, and you, like, take a peek, right? Okay? And the, the bad part is if I get scared at night and my wife has stole the comforter, I'm like, ah! ah! I have nothing to pull up over me, and so I grab my pillow, you know what I'm saying? Right. But what's that first thing you do? The first thing you do is you try to hide your eyes as if that's going to make it go away. I mean, if there's somebody really there, they're just going to murder you while you're not looking. <laughs> hey, I don't want to see it, all right? Just go ahead and kill me. I don't want to see it happen, though. You know? What does that really do? You remember the old saying, out of sight, out of mind? You with me? Okay. The first thing you do is you want to cover your eyes like this so you can't see. Can I tell you something? That's the same thing the Holy Spirit does for you and I. When we are walking through a circumstance or a situation that is creating fear in our life, the first thing the Holy Spirit does is, you know, like the video, he comes over, oh, you're scared, here, let me take care of that. Wow, I feel so much better. Why? Because I can't see. My hair getting messed up. I can't see now what was creating that fear in my life. The Holy Spirit comes and he covers our eyes. So now we know, here's the thing, when you can't see, you have to walk by faith. Are you with me this morning? When I can't see what's there, now I have to walk by faith. So what does he do? He doesn't just come and blind you so you're like stumbling over things, you know what I mean? Okay? But what does he do? He puts a new outlook over your eyes. He puts a new, a new lens so now you see something different. We walk by faith, not by sight. And just like we do in the natural, when we get scared, we quickly cover up our, our eyes. The Holy Spirit wants to do the same thing for you today. Okay? He wants to cover your eyes. The comforter comes and covers your eyes. Why? Because the comforter brings peace. Romans fourteen seventeen says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in who? In the Holy Spirit, okay? The kingdom of God, Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when the comforter comes upon you, man, there's, there's peace. I have peace. Even though, David, David said this in Psalm 23, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
Your rod and your staff, they what? They comfort me. So here I'm walking through the same valley, I'm walking through the same circumstance, I'm walking through the same situation, but now what happens is I'm no longer walking according to my natural eyesight, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter comes upon me, and now I have a new outlook and I can walk through that thing, same valley, same circumstance, same issue, same problem, but I'm walking through it in faith, why? Because that's how I'm supposed to walk. Are you with me? I'm not going to walk according to fear. I'm not going to walk according to what I see around me. I'm going to walk according to what the Word of God tells me. And remember, Jesus said this, when the Comforter comes, He'll bring to your remembrance all things that I have taught you. So here's what happens. The more I read, the bigger the platform the Holy Spirit has to work in my life. Because I've read more of the Word, the teachings of Jesus Christ, Right? The, teach, the, the Word of God. And now I have that in me. And what happens is the Holy Spirit comes and comforts me by bringing back to my remembrance the things that I have read. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Okay? The Bible says in Philippians, Be anxious for nothing or be fearful for nothing. Okay? But in everything, in every circumstance, situation, bring your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. Where is that peace at? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Comforter, in the Holy Spirit. Second Kings chapter 6. Try to wrap this up. Second Kings chapter 6. Okay? Here's the story. Elisha's with his servant in Dothan. Okay, this is where I guess he lived. Okay. Every time the king of, Assyria would, uh, king of Syria would come up with a plan to go and take out the Israelites, he'd come up with this plan, share it with his you know, confidants, God would go and whisper to Elisha, hey, you need to tell the king of Israel this is what's going to happen. So Elisha would go to the king of Israel and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. And so, man, they, would let, you know, they wouldn't allow it to happen. They would know the exact plans. Okay? We read it this morning. The king is in, you know, talking with his confidant, saying, I don't understand it. Man, someone has given up the plans to the enemy. What in the world's going on? And they just flat out tell him, no, actually, the God of Israel is actually telling Elisha everything that happens in, in, in your house. Okay? The king in his rage is like, okay, fine, go, go get this guy. Now listen to the story. He doesn't just send a couple dudes, all right? I mean, this is just a prophet, right? He doesn't just send a couple dudes. He sends a whole army. He sends chariots. He sends horsemen. Go and get them, okay? Elisha was a bad dude. And all he did is just walk close to God. Pretty cool. So they go to get him, okay? The servant looks, sees. Wow. Pee's dribbling down his leg. Elisha sees it. Ooh, you're afraid. Servant freaking out. Elisha's standing there. No big deal. Right? He's just like, what are you freaking out about? That. Elisha's just like, God, would you, would you open his eyes? Eyes open up. Boop! And he sees horses. The Bible says horses and chariots of fire. Fire is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. The burning bush with Moses, 
cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they saw little tongues of fire. Okay? Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. John says when Jesus comes, he's going to baptize you with the Spirit and with fire. Who was working at this moment right here? Who entered the situation when Elisha prayed and Elisha said, hey, God, would you open up his eyes? Who was working at that moment? It was the Holy Spirit coming and opened up the eyes of Elisha so that he could see all that was for him and not against him. Okay? But before that happens, the servant's freaking out. Okay? Same circumstance, same situation. They walk out of the same front door. One of them is freaking out but one of them has complete peace. Why? Because one of them is looking with these eyes, and the other one is looking with these eyes. Elisha walks out, and he's like, dude, why are you freaking out? Servant's like, dude, what's that over your head? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Dude, you got like something over your head. Okay? Okay? Servant looking with natural eyes. Elisha walking by faith, not by sight. Why? Because he had the comforter. Are you with me this morning? Same circumstance, same situation, two totally different outlooks. As Christ followers, we are to have a totally different outlook on life. Why? Because we're not walking with these eyes. That's why Paul could say this. He said, man, you know what? I've learned to abound, and I've learned to live in massive lack. But it doesn't matter. I'm content in either one. Why? Because I walk by faith, not by... I walk with the comforter on my life. David, man, I could walk through that valley. I won't fear anything. Why? The comforter is on me. The comforter is on me. I believe this. I believe the same prayer that Elisha prayed for his servant. God, open his eyes. Holy Spirit. Eyes opened up. Bible says he saw that there were more that were for him than against him. That same prayer is the same prayer I believe God is praying for you. Jesus sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He's living to make intercession. I believe the prayer he's praying for you right now is this, God. Open their eyes. Let them see that there's more that are formed than against them. I know when they look at their natural eyes, that at their circumstance, it looks horrible and anxiety and doubt and fear. But, but today, would you open their eyes and let them see what, what, what I see? uncertainty about the future. Is this going to happen? Is this going to work out? Maybe there's doubt. I don't know the next step to take. And now you're wondering and there's fear in your life and, and you don't know. And Jesus is saying, hey, just open their eyes. Let them see. And the Comforter wants to come on you today. Cover your eyes so that you don't walk according to what you see. You walk according to to faith. This is the comforter removing faith. He wants to come to you today so you no longer will look with these eyes, but you look with eyes. Same circumstance, same situation, two totally different outlooks. He changed their lenses. Holy Spirit wants to do the same thing. The comforter wants to come upon you today. I don't know what's creating fear in your life today. I don't know what's going to create fear in your life tomorrow, but he does. 
and you do. You know the valley like David, walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Listen to me. He knew that that was his valley, but what's your valley? What are you walking through today? Man, let the comforter come and bring you peace. And how does this happen? 2 Timothy 1.7, the Bible says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love. That was power. In case you didn't get power. I don't want to flex too much because I wonder if I was sure. But. Love and a sound mind. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, fear is removed. Why? Because he brings you power, love, and a sound mind. So in one moment, you can have the servant of Elisha looking at this situation, freaking out, open his eyes, boom, comforter comes. Whew. Wow, we, we can do this. Power, love, and a sound mind. The Holy Spirit comforts you in your time of fear by, number one, bringing you power. Power what? Power to overcome the obstacles that you're facing. Power to overcome the obstacles that you're facing. What are you facing today? Let the comforter come. He'll give you power to overcome that obstacle in your life today. The Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Okay? When you look with your natural eyes, man, this looks really big. This looks, wow, how am I going to? When you look through Holy Spirit eyes, wow, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the, the world. And he gives you power. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Courage and resolution come upon you to overcome the fear and the danger that you're facing. Number two, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what happens? First one, power, love. Love. The love of God. <laughs> the Bible says in Romans that, that hope does not disappoint because the love of God is being put upon you by the Holy Spirit of promise. Wow. Love. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. 1 John 4, 18. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what is that? That's the hope. What is it? The love put on you by the Holy Spirit and a perfect love casts out all fear. Man, as much as human love is nice and we want it and we, we long for it and we need it and it's a part of God's, God's plan for us, Okay? It can disappoint you. But the love of God will never, ever disappoint you. Are you with me this morning? Perfect love casts out all fear. And lastly, when the comforter comes, first power, love, a sound mind. I don't know about you, but when I'm fearful, it's hard to make good decisions. When I'm fearful, I end up making stupid decisions. If you're uncertain and there's doubt, wait. Don't make major decisions. Let the Holy Spirit come. Let Him settle you. Let Him have that peace. And then, once that peace comes, okay, now I can, I can see clearly now. Okay? You see, now I can make a good decision. You end up making bad decisions about moving places, about schools, about jobs, about family decisions. Are you with me? Okay. What do you got to do? You've got to get the Holy Spirit to come upon you, give you power to face that thing, love to cast out the fear. But He not only does that, He gives you a sound mind so that you can make a good, clear decision.
decision. 1 Corinthians 14, 13 says the Holy, or 33 says the Holy Spirit is not the author of confusion. When the Holy Spirit comes, He's not going to create chaos in your life. He's going to create clarity in your life. And when He brings that clarity, that's the time to make the decision. Holy Spirit wants to comfort you. The Comforter wants to come and, and cover you just like He did that servant that day. I know it's an Old Testament story, and I know maybe it happened years and years ago, but, but listen to me. This is the hour. This is the time of the Holy Spirit. And the greatest, one of the greatest uh, terms used, that paraclete means comfort. He wants to comfort you so that you can have power, love, and a sound mind to make it through your moment. Are you with me today? He wants to come. I know the video this morning might have seemed a little simplistic, but honestly, that's how simple it is. You just do this. You just get under the, the Holy Spirit. Get under the Comforter. And when you do that, I'm telling you that, that, that literally just moments in His presence, moments in the presence of God. That's why church is important, whether you believe it or not. That's why spending time in the Word every day is important. That's why spending time in prayer is important. It's more important than sitting there to make a to-do list. One of my old mentors, one of my old pastors, you know, when the, when the staff would come to him, they would say, hey, look, we got so much to do. Can we, can we cut prayer time in half today? And he would say this. He would say, we have so much to do. We're going to double the prayer time today. Because so much happens in those moments. There's so much clarity comes. So much strength comes. So much ability comes that we don't have to walk in chaos, confusion, and fear about the future, about relationships, about finances. But we can just spend time in His presence and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, comes. And I'm telling you, man, just like when you're laying in bed, and I don't know how we find comfort in it, but as soon as that scary moment comes and we hide underneath it, it's almost like, oh, I can sleep now. And the same thing happens in your life. So much going on when you look with these eyes. But if we let the Holy Spirit come and cover us, so much comfort comes. The Bible says He'll give His beloved rest. He'll give His beloved rest. He wants to give you rest. He wants to give you that peace. How does it come? It comes when the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, comes upon you. And he gives you power, love and a sound mind. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is, is living. God, it's alive. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. It is your hour. It's your time. It's your moment. Holy Spirit, we love you. Can you just do this for a moment? Can you just close your eyes for a minute? Just so you can reflect on your own life, your own situation, your own circumstance. And as you're looking at your life and you're thinking about your life, I want to ask you this question. What things are you facing today? What obstacles are you facing today that are creating fear, anxiety, and doubt? Holy Spirit wants you to know that just like that servant, there's more that are for you than against you. There's more good things that God has in store for your life than there is bad things that the devil has in store for your life. There's more promises that God has for you. There's more love that God has for you. There's more security that God has for you. There's more hope. And although you might be walking like David through the valley of the shadow of uncertainty, 
Allow the Holy Spirit to come and comfort you. Secure you. Bring you peace. Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here this morning. God, I don't know, Lord, what it is they're walking through, but God, you do. God, I know what it is to walk through uncertain seasons. I know what it is to have fear in my life. I don't know what it is to have their uncertainty and their fear, but I know what it is to have that. And God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit comes in those moments and gives us power, love, and a sound mind, covers us so that we see with new lenses. And so, Lord, today I pray, even as Elisha prayed for his servant, Lord, I pray that you'd open up their eyes and that they would see. God, I pray they would see all the great things that you have in store for them. God, I pray that they would see all the amazing plans and all the things they're going to do and all the opportunities that are available. For the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, nor has entered in your heart the very thing that God has in store for you. But it's being revealed by the Holy Spirit. It's being revealed by the Comforter. Comforter, come upon them right now. Show them that there's more to life than living in their lack. God, there's more to life than just wondering, are we ever going to get on the other side of this? Are we ever going to make it through this season? Are we ever going to make it through this moment? Holy Spirit, I pray you would come right now. Lord, let them not look with their natural eyes. Lord, I pray they would stop looking at their bank account. God, I pray they would stop looking, Lord God, at, at how things are now. I pray they would stop looking at their situation or their circumstance. But I pray they would see like Elisha the hope and the promise that's on the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.